Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And today, we are going to talk about variations for the top 50 uh, dominant strategy that I am recommending that you use in fantasy football this year. And we're also going to do a mock draft in standard points utilizing one of those variations. So check it out. Here- Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Starring the guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship. Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast from San- coming at you from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And uh, we are going to talk today about variations and strategies when it comes to my top 50 dominant strategies. So we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. But the, the big story this morning, man, first thing I see when I wake up is that Leonard Fournette has been released by the Jags. And I am shocked. I mean, the fact that it's this close to the start of the season, and they've just decided that's it. We don't even want him on the team anymore. Um, you know, obviously, that's huge. And and I feel bad for everybody that drafted Fournette this weekend. And actually, Fournette was a recommend on my app. You know, I mean, I, I had him as a great, he was a great volume play for this year, 300 touches and targets, uh, you know, pretty much guaranteed. And now everybody's kind of stuck with him. So what I, what I want to drive home man is and this is what I do man I wait as long as possible to do my fantasy drafts in fact I don't even have my first fantasy draft until next Sunday that's that's when I have it. and then on Sunday through Wednesday I have eight so I'm going to be very busy um, but I do that for a reason and I do that because this happens every year, you know, um, uh, you know, last year, the big story of what happened at this time was, uh, when the chiefs released Carlos Hyde and it was like a frenzy. And do you remember what happened? Darwin Thompson rocketed up the draft board. He, he went, you know, he was like going in the one eighties, one nineties, something like that. And he rocketed up to a seventh, sixth, sixth or seventh round pick at his peak and so, again, there's drafts happening every day, and this is what's happening in drafts, and people are all t- taking Darwin Thompson super early. And then what happened? They shot, they signed Milan, LaShawn McCoy. And, um, you know, so, of course, Darwin just went back down to nothing, and LaShawn McCoy was another cut. Uh, you know, he was cut from the Bills, and then he was picked up by the Chiefs. And so what I want to say in regards to Leonard Fournette, if you did happen to draft him, I would just keep him. Hold him for now. He's going to get signed somewhere else. Uh, you know, uh, there are several teams that I see as possible contenders for getting his services. Um, you got Chicago, you got Tampa Bay, you've got uh, the Eagles. You know, you never know what's going to happen. But basically, what, what's happening is two backfields are getting wrecked right now. The Jags are the first. We don't know who the second one is yet. So you just got to be careful. And again, like I said, draft as late as possible to, to avoid these issues from happening. Um, so that's what I have to say about that. So uh, as far as uh, the other Jags, right, you got Reichwell Armstead and you got Chris Thompson. Um, frankly, I'm not really budging on either one because I'm betting the Jags are going to bring someone in like Devonta Freeman, who is still sitting out there on, uh, you know, on waivers. They might also trade with another team for one of their running backs. So, uh, again, the chaos is not done yet. I'm not moving on any um, any of those players or anything right now. I'm certainly not going to take them until we get a little bit more clarity, uh, but that's where I'm at right now. So let's talk about variations and strategies for that top 50 dominant strategy. Now, what the top 50 dominant strategy is, is it's trying to get your team six players with a top 50 value ranking. 
And that is by doing that, you are going to give your team a massive strategic advantage over the other teams, which are only going to have, for the most part, three or four top 50 players. So you are immediately going to have a strategic advantage over them, just a numerical advantage that you have more valuable players than they do. So, um, and the basic strategy of how to do this is you go three running backs and then you go three wide receivers. And the reason is because the wide receiver position is super deep and you can still get yourself a top 50 value wide receiver in the sixth round. Whereas with running backs, almost all the top 50 value running backs are gone by the end of the third round. So that's why you need to go running backs first and then take your wide receivers. Um, and, and, and based on how your league scores points, um, there's also other players, you know, certain players, uh, fall, uh, past that threshold and new players are available in that threshold. So if, if we're looking at half PPR, and this is the one I've been typically running the scenario in is half PPR. Um, there's only four players that, uh, offer top 50 value that are not running backs or wide receivers. And those players are. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. So it's those, those four guys. Now, if you are running this strategy, um, you know, the, you can go aggressive on it. And the, the, the aggressive strategy is, is that you take one of those guys in the second round of your draft. Um, but of course, the risk for that is that you're going to miss out on the third running back. So, um, you know, this strategy works best the later your draft pick is. And the reason why it works better is because though if you have a late round pick, if you have like if you're picking 11th or 12th, that means you have an early fourth round and an early sixth round pick. It makes it easier to get these ver the, these uh, um, players uh, that you need to get. Like if you want to if you want to get a top 50 value running back in the fourth round, there's basically two options. It's Melvin Gordon and it's uh, David Johnson. Um, and those guys go early in the fourth round. So if you're picking 10th and you want to do this strategy where you grab Travis Kelsey with your second pick, and then, I mean, again, you are gambling. It is a risky play, but if it comes to the fourth round and DJ or Melvin Gordon is still on the board, you get them, you're golden, right? You're in great shape. And, and of course, if you miss on David Johnson, um, if you miss on those two guys, then, you know, you just take your three wide receivers. You still end up with six top 50 value players. And, and why would you even want to do this? Well, you want to do this because in most leagues, you only have two running backs and two wide receivers and a flex spot. So you can only play five. So if you go all running backs and wide receivers, you're going to have one guy on the bench. Now, that is an excellent depth play, right? Uh, I mean, to have a top 50 value player on your bench is, is really, really good should something happen to one of those top five starters. Um, but to be more aggressive, if you take uh, you know, one of the elite quarterbacks or one of the elite tight ends, then you have the ability to start six top 50 value players. Um, and that's why you would do this because that just gives you more of an advantage with your starting lineup that you could field this team of six starters with a top 50 value rank. Um, also, you know, like I said, if, if you have a second flex spot or maybe you have a third wide receiver slot, you know, those things all work to get all six players onto your starters, uh, starting, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, so maybe you don't need to do this aggressive strategy if you have that extra flex spot or that extra wide receiver slot or whatever. Um, now, 
If you go to full PPR, uh, things change a little bit and uh, there is an additional tight end that is available that offers top 50 value and that is Zach Ertz. Um, so the nice thing about this is that you can modify the strategy again and Zach Ertz is a fourth round player. So you don't have to spend that second round pick to get the elite option. Instead, you can wait till the fourth round you take, uh, you know, you take Zach Ertz in the fourth round, then you take two wide receivers in the fifth and sixth round. And again, you are still sitting there. You've got six top 50 value players, and you can start all six of them in a standard lineup uh, that you would see. So uh, it, it's a little bit, in, in a full PPR league, it's a little easier to run this strategy because there's the extra tight end that's, that, is not in, that would not qualify as a top 50 play in a half PPR. All right, so the final one is the standard points league. And in the standard points league, um, some things become more restricted. For instance, there's only one tight end that ranks as top 50 value in standard leagues. That's Kelsey. Again, second round pick. So you could, you could do this strategy in a standard point league. Um, the good news is, is that there is a significantly larger number of running backs who qualify at top 50 value, um, including players like Ingram, Montgomery, um, uh, Ronald Jones, uh, Mostert, Singletary, and Connor. All those guys qualify as a top 50 value in standard leagues, whereas they don't qualify for that in half PPR or full PPR. So that also loosens up your strategy that you no longer need to spend your first three picks on uh, a running back because these guys are fourth and fifth round picks. Um, so Again, I think that, um, you know, it, it loosens things up. So you could go running back, running back. And then in the third and fourth, you take, you take two good, really good wide receivers. Fifth round, you take another running back. You know, you get one of those guys. And then sixth round, you take another wide receiver. And, and um, you know, that's also a very good strategy. You, you end up with much stronger wide receivers than you normally would. And you still get three top 50 running backs to work with. Um, also, regarding, uh, regarding the um, uh, rookie, the rookie running backs, uh, there is a difference in what ro rookie running backs are available. And again, I, I very much like drafting rookie running backs as my third running back. Um, now, the only one that appears on all three lists is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's really a, a first-round pick. And I mean, I can see why you'd want to do it. It is very, very tempting. And depending on where you pick, if he's still available, uh, you know, he probably is the best running back on the board. Um, I'm just very nervous about taking a rookie running back this year as my first overall pick. I think he's going to be good. I'm not sure if he's going to be first round good. So I'd, I'd much rather have him in the second round, but that's not how it's happening this year. Now, in, um, in, in full PPR, he's the only rookie that ranks as a top 50 play. Um, so again, if you want him, he'd have to be your first pick. Um, now in half PPR, um, uh, Jonathan Taylor also qualifies as a top 50 play. And I like that because I, I would be able to take Taylor as my third running back. And so that's a perfectly great strategy there. I, I, I really like the idea of doing that. Um, so that, that's very, um, that, that's a very tempting strategy for me, you know, running back, running back, running back in the third one 
is going to be uh, Jonathan Taylor. I like that. Uh, I think that's a really good play. In, in standard point leagues, um, there's also uh, Acres. Acres qualifies as top 50 value. And so Acres is even better because Acres, you can get him as a fourth or maybe even a fifth round pick. So uh, again, it just makes it easier to get one of those rookie running backs um, and get the top 50 value and be able to get him where he's where they're not your your first pick overall. So those are those are some variations that you can get on this strategy. Now um, the next big part of the strategy is what happens if you get sniped on Landry. You know Landry is the guy you want to target in the sixth round, and typically he's available till very late in the sixth round. Um, like you know I think he he's going at around sixty fifth, sixty sixth, something like that. So so again, this is why it works better. The strategy works better if you have a late round, if you have a later pick than an early pick. But even if you miss on Landry, if someone takes Landry before you, you do have a fallback. And the fallback is going to be Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is always going after Landry. And although Michael Gallup does not offer top 50 value, his value is low 50s. Like so um, in, in a half PPR, he's uh, 52. So it's not like your strategy is ruined if you don't get Jarvis Landry and you get, um, you know, and, and you get someone like Michael Gallup. Um, because he still offers a tremendous amount of value there. It's obviously not as good as Landry, but to get six players with top 52 value, it's fine. You're totally fine. The the strategy still works. So don't even worry about that. But again, Gallup is your fallback. Um, And and, uh, he is, like I said, he's easier to get than Landry because he goes just after Landry does on the draft board. So the next question is, is what do you do with the seventh round? Now, um, you, you can see that in most of these strategies, you're not really getting a tight end unless, you, unless you're really willing to gamble. You know, you go early, you take that second round elite tight end, and then you're set with your tight end. You're, you know, it's, it's a fire and forget kind of thing. Um, but if you get to the seventh round, what I like to do in the seventh round is take the best quarterback available. Now, depending on how your league works, quarterbacks either all go very early or they just kind of drip drab off the draft, you know, one or two around every round and it's easier to get. Um, What I like to say is if in the seventh round, Matt Ryan or better is still available on the draft board, um, I would take that player. I would, I would grab a quarterback early and I'm not big on grabbing quarterbacks early, especially in 12 team leagues um, because um, the position is so deep, and I actually I always like to be like the last person in my league to take a quarterback um, just because there's great options available late. You know, Matthew Stafford's a great choice. Uh, Daniel Jones is a great choice. Those are two guys I really like. Um, you know, you, could, you, you might be able to get Carson Wentz. You, you'd probably be able to get Tom Brady or Drew Brees. You know, these are all guys that are available later on in the drafts, and you don't need to spend an early pick to get a quarterback. But some teams, some leagues, the quarterbacks come off very quickly. And, and so, uh, you know, Matt Ryan might be gone by your seventh round pick. And if that's the case, just go with taking one of those quarterbacks I just mentioned, a late round quarterback, um, and, and wait as long as possible to take him. Um, and then instead spend that seventh round pick. I would probably end up targeting a tight end in the seventh round if, um, you know, Matt Ryan is not available. And, you know, you could get someone like Hayden Hurst, uh, who I really, really like the upside there for him. Um, I've also been targeting Blake Jarwin. Jarwin is like a much later pick. You know, you can get him in like the 11th or 12th round. You know, he, he's, he's super easy to get. I like both those guys as late round tight ends. 
so those are those are some options that you have there and um uh you know in the seventh round of course you could go back you could take another running back you could take another wide receiver you know i mean um you know you, you obviously i love to use those middle rounds to build your depth you really need the depth um but uh seventh round is a great round to take uh, a tight end like hurst um and who knows maybe someone uh I'm not really sure if anyone really better would be would also be available, but you know you've got guys like Austin Hooper or Jared Cook, maybe Evan Ingram. Those guys could all be available in the seventh round. Um, not as thrilled with them as I would be, um, you know, with someone like Hayden Hurst. So I'd probably just go for Hurst. But uh, anyway, so those those are some strategies that you can use for for trying out this. But again, the strategic advantage of you having six top fifty value players is enormous, and you when you get done with the draft you'll be able to look at everyone else's lineup and although maybe their maybe their top 4 are better than your top 4 i could tell you your top 6 are going to be way better than their top 6 uh, because of the value differential that you're going to get here so you definitely want to take advantage of that um so what I want to do now is I'm just going to do a quick mock draft on Fantasy Pros. We're going to run through the first seven rounds um, of a standard points league, and we're going to utilize this strategy, but we're going to have the added flexibility because we've got more running backs to choose from. So uh, we're going to see what kind of team we can build. I think it's going to, be, it's going to go really, really nice. So uh, let me get that set up, and I'll be right back, and we'll do it. All right, so we're just about ready to go here. Uh, we are going to be picking ninth in a 12-team uh, draft here on Fantasy Pros. It's going to be a live draft against humans, and um, it is a standard points uh, league, as we said, and we are going to utilize my app at um, My Perfect Fantasy Draft, uh, my app, which you can access through my website, fantasyfootballmaverick.com. We're going to do a quick setup right now to get us all ready to go. So uh, to get it set up uh, quickly and easily, you just have to answer three questions. How does your league score points? Um, this is going to be a standard points league. Um, do you want to engage Jimmy's recommended player filters? I'm just going to say no because I want to see all the players on the board. And then question three is, do you want to enter draft mode? So to enter draft mode, you have to put in the size of the league and your draft position. And what it's going to do is uh, it's going to uh, break the list down round by round for us. And so you can see the position filters right here. Here's the players down below. Uh, this box is recommendations uh, from me. And then these tabs represent each round of the draft. And we're just going to follow along. We're going to do seven rounds. And uh, we're going to start. And you can see for the first round, it is recommending uh, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Now, you can see Nick Chubb has these little hands next to him. That means Nick Chubb is a reach, which means there is a chance he'll be available for our second round pick. I'm not super comfortable about taking Chubb as my first pick overall. Um, actually, wait a minute, this is standard points. So yeah, actually, he is a good value here. Look at that, value rank sixth overall. Josh Jacobs is eighth overall. They're both really good choices, right? I, I really like them both. Um, I think I will go with Chubb. If, if we pass on Chubb and take Jacobs, then second round, Nick Chubb, again, he's a long shot to make it to us. So it's a, a less than 50-50 shot he'd make it. Um, we got Chris Carson. Um, uh, uh, can he go? I, think, I think let's go for the safe one. Let's, let's go for Nick Chubb. Whoops. Uh, we got Nick Chubb and we got Josh Jacobs there. So we'll, we'll go with both of them. And... Um, We'll see if they make it. Now, what about other running backs in the first round? Um, how, how do they rank? Uh, you can see that uh, Derrick Henry is very good as a long shot. Joe Mixon, um, Kenyon Drake uh, all score over what I call 40 Vork points. 
And so uh, any player that scores more than 44 points is a good choice for us for fantasy. And you're going to see we're going to utilize our cue as well on this. So um, you can see both Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs did make it. I'm going to go with Chubb. Again, Chubb does offer slightly better value. And in standard points, he's a great choice, man. He is really, really solid. His value decreases, though, in half point and full point PPR just because he doesn't catch a lot of passes. Now, let's go to the second pick real quick. And again, for running backs, we were looking at Chris Carson. Josh Jacobs is a long shot. Kenyon Drake is a long shot. Gurley uh, would be a good choice as well. Um, so let's put Carson and Gurley on the queue. And, of course, we'll see who else is available. But um, if we look at running backs, um, Chris Carson's right there. Todd Gurley's right there. Okay, and we can, of course, see uh, what other players are available. So, of course, Josh Jacobs came off right after us. Then Joe Mixon. Um, you can see there's still quite a few running backs. We only have uh, four more picks till our next pick. And we've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, Kenny Drake. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a second-round pick, if he makes it to us, shoot, I would totally take him in the second round. Um, he would. He's not typically expected to make it that far. He does score 42 Vork points here as a long shot, but his value rank is 10th overall. Um, oh, he's already gone, so that's a moot point. Um, who else do we got here? We got um, Miles Sanders, who's dealing with an injury right now. I don't like to draft injured players. Um, Aaron Jones, I have as a regression candidate for that touchdown total he had last year. Again, we already uh, said Drake is a good choice. Um, Drake, yeah, he scores over 40. Let's put him on the queue. How about Eckler? Uh, how does Eckler do in a standard points league? Eckler scores 43 points, so he's good too. You know, I, I mean, they're, they're all decent choices, um, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, Chris Carson is solid. I think Gurley is also a really solid option for our second pick. Um, how do those guys rank? So, uh, look, all four of our guys that we queued made it to us. Oh, because the guy took Patrick Mahomes. So, um, let's see here. Looking here, Chris Carson is 12th overall for value. Let's go ahead and take Carson. I'm going with the value here. So, we've got the sixth most valuable and the 12th most valuable player. So, I, I think that's great um, to start this draft off with. And now we can click on the third round. And what we're going to do, because we have the added benefit of there being more wide, more running backs available in standard points with top 50 value rankings, let's go and get ourselves a really good wide receiver. So if we look at wide receivers on this round, you can see, well, Odell Beckham is a long shot. He's the highest rated player this round. Um, we also have Calvin Ridley, who's a reach, who I'm, I'm not sure I would take him as a third round pick. He's better as a fourth. Robert Woods is one of my overall favorite players to take. Adam Thielen, also very good, but he does not score 40 Vork points here, so I'm not super thrilled with him. You got other guys under 40 also with uh, Juju, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, uh, AJ Brown. None of these guys score over 40 Vork points, so they're not great. Woods would definitely be my top choice here, but let's get Woods, Ridley, and Beckham on the queue. So we're going to go ahead and um, let's see here. Where is there's Woods, there's Ridley, and there's OBJ. And again, with, with OBJ, one of, our, one of the parts of the strategy is that you take Landry in the sixth round. And I don't really want both Cleveland running backs. I see both Odell and Landry having similar value. So, you know, it's, it, you, know you, you got to take it for what it is. Um, he's just not really a great choice for me. I'm not really thrilled with him. Oh, there's Thielen. We'll put Thielen on as well. Um, but again, he did not score... 40 Vork points, but he was close. He's 35. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's really kind of below where I want to take somebody, but I'll still put him on the queue and we can see who else is on the board. Um, 
So uh, you can see there's also some elite guys still available. I, I bet they're not going to make it to me. I mean, no, not a chance. There's still too many picks. But after I pick a Chris Carson, let's see here, it was Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake, Julio Jones, Austin Eckler, then Kelsey and Kittle came off one after the other, then Godwin, and Gurley closed out the second round. Then Lamar Jackson was the third round. Connor and Jonathan Taylor was taken. Uh, again, um, love the, you know, I, I love the idea of grabbing um, someone like Jonathan Taylor as your third running back. Now, this this person took him as his second. That's a little risky for me. Jonathan Taylor is going to have a slow ramp up, uh, you know, because Marlon Mack's still there, and they're you know the, the rookies are are already uh, under the gun. Um, and look, oh, David Johnson was taken. David Johnson is actually very valuable in uh, standard points leagues. He he rates very well. Um, so let's see here. So it was David Johnson, then DeAndre Hopkins came off, and uh, you can see there's still gosh, look at that. Gurley, uh, Galladay's still on the board. Galladay would be like absolutely a dream if he made it to us. Mark Ingram comes off. Um, you can see here Mike Evans is still on the board. Oh, no, Galladay got taken. Oh, well, that's that's not surprising. Um, but uh, like I said, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go Woods on this uh, because Woods offers the best value. Woods value, he's the 33rd most valuable player. We're at pick number 33. That's a fair value player if I ever saw one. Um, we could also look at Evans because Evans is still on the board, and Evans is available much later than, than expected. Let's see here. Where is Evans? Evans only scores 25 work points here. His value is better, but his consistency is terrible, and his outlook is terrible in, in my app. So let's, let's go with Woods. And um, uh, I, again, I have Woods rated as a low-end one. I have him rated as a um, – uh, he is – basically um, like my, my wide receiver 11, and uh, excellent volume, excellent consistency, uh, and, and he's a bounce-back candidate because he only got two touchdowns last year on like 137 targets. That's gonna, that will revert back to a more normal rate of about five or six touchdowns. Uh, he's going to be outstanding this year. So um, after we went oh, – so, okay, so Kenny Galladay and Mike Evans all went right before me. Then Robert Woods uh, was me. Then Odell Beckham and A.J. Brown come off. Um, this is a quick turnaround. So if we look to the fourth round here, fourth round, it is um, recommending, well, Calvin Ridley's right at the top of the list. I love the idea of taking Ridley. Um, you can see there's also DK Metcalf. That's a guy I really like. That's a breakout candidate for me. Um, uh, Cortland Sutton is there. Um, Cooper Cup. All those guys score over 40 work points. Let's, let's get some of these guys queued up. So uh, Metcalf, Sutton, and Cup. So we'll go Metcalf. Sutton, and where's Cup? There's Cup. Of course, I'm not going to take Cup because I already got Woods. Uh, but let's look at the running backs, too. Let's filter for running backs here. And uh, David Johnson, he's already gone. Uh, Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, both score over 40. Uh, I'm, I'm totally out on the Jets right now, but we could put Ingram on there. So let's let's go ahead and put Ingram on the, on the list. Um, where are you, Ingram? Okay, it's back to us. And for some reason, I can't find Ingram. He might have already been taken. Um, okay, so uh, in our queue, Ridley is still available. I love that. Woods and Ridley as my one and two. That's a fantastic combination. Now, what I'm, what I'm going to go for in the fifth round is I'm going to take myself another running back. And there's a bunch of running backs that rank in the top 50 for value. And there's three that should make it to us. Ronald Jones, Devin Singletary, 
David Montgomery, although I don't like David Montgomery right now because he's injured. Um, you also have Kareem Hunt, uh, but he does not score rank top 40. Raheem Mostert does. So let's let's go ahead and we'll put Jones, Singletary, and Mostert on the queue. So um, let's go to running backs. Oops, got to go to the rankings first. Okay, so we've got, um, uh, where are they? There's Jones, there's Singletary, where's Mostert? Did he, did he already get, no, he didn't get taken. Wait a minute. Where is he? Oh, yeah, he did get taken already. Okay. And there's Cam Akers. I love Cam Akers as a rookie. If he was to make it back to us, that'd be great. Um, again, David Montgomery injury, I'm not going to deal with him. Um, Swift does not rank top 50. Hunt doesn't either. Um, are there any sixth-round running backs that also rank top 50? They are not. They are all gone. Um, and in the sixth round, actually, I forgot to mention this, that uh, Landry does not rank in the top 50. He's a 53 in a standard points league. But you know what? That is good enough. That is close enough for me. Uh, you got Landry at, at uh, 53 and um, Gallup at 59. Again, both those guys are great sixth-round options. So we can go ahead and go on to um, get those guys queued up. So there's Landry. And where is Gallup? Gallup is right there. Okay, so we're in good shape. So if you look at our queue, um, we, got, uh, we still have a, a bunch of players here. Um, you know, again, the target is going to be to take one of the running backs here in the fifth round and then either Landry or Gallup in the sixth round. And, uh, that is going to get us, you know, we'll have six players with top 60 value, but five of them will be top 50. And I can tell you that no one else is going to have five top 50 value players. Um, there, it, it, we can look through it, uh, after the fact, but, uh, that, that is guaranteed. So right now we've got Nick Chubb and Chris Carson. We've got Robert Woods and Calvin Ridley, and then we're going to take another running back, and then we'll take one of these wide receivers. So um, it looks like a bunch of uh, receivers are coming off. So Chark, Metcalf, McLaurin, Sutton, some of my very favorites here. Montgomery comes off, and that is a risky pick right now. I'm, I'm betting there's, there's rumors that Fournette's going to go to Chicago, and, and that would just destroy Montgomery's value. Um, again, I hope this thing settles out quickly uh, before I start my drafts next weekend because, you know, um, everybody that took Fournette is just is is hurting right now. <laughs> you know, it's just a terrible thing to happen. Um, like I said, hold on to Fournette though. Let's see where he goes. Okay, so uh, great. Acres did not make it to us. That's too bad. But we got a choice between Jones, Singletary, uh, Jones and Singletary. And if we look at the fifth round running backs, um, Jones is the highest ranked player. And so um, I do love Jones. Um, again, the risk, <laughs> Tampa Bay could pick up Fournette, but you know, that's, that's true with any other team in the NFL could pick him up. Um, but what, what are you going to do? Right? So, uh, we've got, uh, you know, Landry and Gallup set up for the next pick. So we should be able to get one of them. And if we look at the quarterbacks that are still on the board right now, hardly any have been taken. Only three have come off the board. So it's just Jackson, Mahomes, and uh, Prescott. So there's still really, really good options on the board here. And we'll see how many of them make it to the seventh round. Um, 
you know, it, it all kind of depends on your league and what's ha- you know, how your league mates tend to take quarterbacks. Do they take them all early or does it just kind of dribble and drab off the draft board? Um, what I like to say is if, if you can pick the quarterback you want, pick him in advance. Um, like, let's say you want Matt Ryan. I love Matt Ryan this year, okay? What you do is you take Matt Ryan, you count back three spots. So you go one, two, three, count back three quarterbacks. So three quarterbacks back from Matt Ryan is Kyler Murray. So what my general rule is, is once Kyler Murray comes off the board, I'll take Matt Ryan with my next pick. And that, again, 95% of the time you'll get your quarterback. I mean, it's, it's just that easy because only one or two quarterbacks come off every round. And in certain leagues, especially leagues with more pro players, they tend to wait even longer for quarterbacks. Okay, so Russell Wilson came off, and um, uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, Kyler Murray comes off before our pick, uh, because if he does, then we would want to take Matt Ryan here. But again, uh, I always like to be the last person in my league to take a quarterback, and I'm totally fine with waiting. And if, if uh, we don't get Matt Ryan, I'll go tight end, and I'll take a tight end in the seventh round. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. So it comes back to us. So look, no, no other quarterbacks came off. So if we go to our queue, of course, our guys are still there. Jarvis Landry. Now, he still has this injury designation here. He's not really injured. He's working out. He's on the field. Um, but they are still just easing him back in from his injury. But he's, he's been a participant. So, you know, I'm comfortable with taking him. And again, he's our third uh, wide receiver. So this is a depth play. Uh, his value rank is 53rd overall, so we've got six players with top 53 value on our team. That's the best in this league. I can tell you that right now. We've got the strongest top six of anybody in this league, and I'll show you when we're done. Uh, we'll, I'll, I'll put all the players up. So, uh, so now, obviously, the targets are either quarterbacks um, or tight ends, so let's just go to our rankings. So you can see the quarterbacks are starting to come off here. So um, let's go, and uh, of course, we're going to mark off um, Ryan. And then let's also go to tight ends. You can see um, there are a bunch of tight ends. Hayden Hurst would be my target, uh, but we can look at Engram, Henry, and Higby to see how they rank uh, for the seventh round if we look at tight ends. So there's Hayden. Hayden scores the best. He only scores 30 work points. Um, again, it is standard points. Tight ends are so devalued. I mean, again, there's only one with a top 50 value rank. Um, everyone else is outside the top 50. Uh, Hunter Henry, uh, Tyler Hegby, all the, these guys, they don't score that well. Engram, we can restore. Engram, Engram offers the best value, and, and he is a risky play. Low reliability, that's his drawback, but it is a contract year for the guy. And so uh, I always, um, I don't like to take injured players uh, for sure, but injury-prone players I do like on their contract years because they tend to do very well. And so this year, you got Engram, Evan Ingram and Will Fuller, both guys, low-reliability players on a contract year. Um, I'm, I would consider both of them, uh, although I'd probably only take one on any given team. So, uh, well, Engram came off anyway. Uh, but uh, you can see that, uh, that still, um, whoops, got to go to my queue. So Matt Ryan's still there. My, Michael Gallup is still on the board. Holy cow, man. We could take Gallup with our next pick. That would be, um, that also would be something worth considering. Um, we got, uh, so let's see here. After our pick, after we took, um, where, where is our pick? Here we are. So after Jarvis Landry, here's what came off. Swift, DeAndre Swift, Deshaun Watson, Kareem Hunt, 
Kyler Murray, Stefan Diggs, Marquise Brown, Jordan Howard, Evan Ingram. Then to begin the seventh round, we got uh, J.K. Dobbins, Tyler Boyd, Josh Allen. So we're right now, Matt Ryan is the next uh, quarterback in line. So given that we still have five picks to us, he probably won't make it to us. But again, I'm totally cool with taking our tight end. And then we'll just grab, you know, we'll probably grab Stafford. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's who your alternative is there. And, and Gallup just finally came off the board um, in early seventh round. That's fantastic. So like I said, you know, it, with this strategy, it's, it, if you miss on Landry, get Gallup. Gallup is the next step. And you can get Gallup very easily in most drafts. So, so there you are. And uh, A.J. Green just came off the board. And there's three more picks to us. We've got both Ryan and Hurst on our queue. We can see who else is on the board here. Uh, so Ryan is right at the top of the list right now, so that's going to make it very hard for him to make it to us. Um, but you got some other guys. you got Marvin Jones, Will Fuller. Um, these guys, uh, if, if we look under wide receivers, uh, Marvin Jones offers really good value, top 60 value. Does not score well on the Vork, though, because of his reliability and his outlook right now. Um, but let's see here. So who made it to us? So look, Matt Ryan did make it to us. So let's go ahead and take Matt Ryan. We'll go ahead and we'll take, um, we'll take our quarterback and there you go. So we've ended up with six excellent players. Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Ronald Jones are our running backs. Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley, Jarvis Landry are our wide receivers. Matt Ryan's our quarterback. We'll see if Hurst makes it back to us for our eighth round pick. If he is, I totally take him. Let's just see. It's going pretty quick here. So after us... Carryon Johnson, Carson Wentz, Will Fuller, then Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, and it hasn't shown me who they poked, but it is back to us. Hayden Hurst did make it back to us, so let's just take him. There we go, and now we got a great stack. We got Matt Ryan with Hayden Hurst. That is awesome. That is really, really an excellent pairing. I love that, um, and so there we go. So we basically got our whole lineup set up now, except for our defense and our kicker. But uh, that's how you do it. That's how you run the strategy. And, and we had the variation in standard points because we had the ability to get ourselves a top 50 running back outside of the first three picks. Um, so we could have, you know, in the fourth round, I could have also gone Acres, And, uh, you know, Acres would have been a very fine choice for us. Um, oh, look, did Acres come after us? I'm trying to figure. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Acres went two before us. So we would have had to take him in the fourth round. Um, but I'm very happy with Ronald Jones. I love the Tampa Bay offense this year. I think they're going to be great. So there you go. That's it. So I'm going to wrap it up here, and uh, let me just uh, do a, a quick wrap-up on my app. We'll look at these players, and we'll see why I like them so much. I'll be right back. All right, so quick wrap-up here, and I just want to talk about, let's, let's look at the value ranks. Nick Chubb, 6th overall. Carson, 12th overall. Woods, 33rd overall. Ridley, 41st overall. Jones, 37th overall, and then Landry, 53rd overall. So again, six players with top 53 value. And um, that's a very, very strong starting lineup. Um, Matt Ryan and Hayden Hurst are outside, obviously, uh, outside the top 50, but they're still very good for what they are. And, and like I said, I think Hurst's upside is way more than this right now. I, I have him ranked as like, uh, he's like the seven, the tight end seven. And so totally solid choice. But let's look at let, what, what we're seeing about these teams. Um, Chris Carson, Robert Woods, and Matt Ryan have all seen an upward trend in their usage over each of the past three seasons. Contract years, Nick Chubb, Calvin Ridley, Ronald Jones. I love that. Bounce back players, Robert Woods and Matt Ryan. Um, Robert Woods for touchdowns, for sure. Uh, Matt Ryan always plays better in the second year of an offensive coordinator system. That's where he is. Breakouts, Hayden Hurst, 
Ronald Jones, I love that. Um, we do have a couple of injury notes. We got Chris Carson and Ronald Jones with injury notes right now. Um, that is a little risky, and, and I, I, in a regular draft, I would probably stay away. Maybe only draft one of the injured players, but we'll definitely grab. Um, we, we will grab Carlos Hyde late, um, and uh, you know Ronald Jones again. I, I, I just very much like his upside on that offense. I think he's going to be very, very good. Let's look at their outlook. A bunch of five stars, a bunch of four stars. Only one two-star player, Ronald Jones, just because he has the injury designation. That's why he's two. Um, for reliability, look at the reliability here. All of these players high, except for Ronald Jones, who's mid, and Hayden Hurst, who's mid. But everyone else, high reliability. Consistency, 10, 9, 9, 8, 6, 6, 5. Everyone's above average for consistency, except for Hayden Hurst, who didn't have enough uh, volume to get a, a score. And that's it, man. That's how you do it. This is, this is the kind of team that's going to win you your league. Uh, I mean, you, you know, when it comes to success in fantasy football, it's 50% the draft. 30% managing your team, and then 20% good old-fashioned luck, like the luck of not having Leonard Fournette on your team. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, this is what it's all about, man. This is the kind of team I would be absolutely super happy to take into my standard points uh, league this year. And I, I do play in a standard points league and uh, very excited about what's going to happen there. So anyway, uh, that is it. So thank you very much for watching. And if you have any questions, please uh, leave them down below. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. And please like and subscribe. Uh, so thank you very much for watching. Have yourself a great day, everybody.